everybody, and welcome to another great edition uh, of Talking Ticks. It is bowl week for LSU. Uh, I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. They are both together uh, representing the boot up in the Monroe area. So shout out to them for making that happen. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff to get into. Of, of course, LSU's game against Wisconsin. Uh, we've got some uh, early signing day news and also some uh, LSU players that may stay or go pro that is. Uh, and other than that, any other lawn yap, it is, uh, you know, it was Christmas week. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. Same to you guys. Hope y'all did. Uh, great to be back with you after that uh, great holiday and looking forward to LSU's bowl game on new year's as well as all the other great bowl games they have selected for us. We want to check in with you, see how you're doing so uh so tell us yeah hey good to be with you merry christmas um merry christmas i mean you know we're knee deep in bowls so that's kind of fun <laughs> we're, just, we're just watching one right before uh right before we signed on tj finley playing right now for texas state which is kind of weird to see or you know blast is that Texas. who i'm watching oh yeah, yeah i'm watching that game i didn't realize that was him tj oh, finley yeah. versus um christian mccaffrey's like third brother yeah yeah, I, I saw that too, and I think JT Daniels, who's his quarterback, right? Okay. He's on the, he's on that team too. Yeah, JT Daniels is on Rice, but I think he might be hurt. But yeah, th- okay, um, uh, a few teams. But yeah, good to be here. Merry belated Christmas to our listeners on the last podcast of 2023. Yep, another year in the books. Been a long year. Uh, two national championships plus um Heisman Trophy yeah Heisman Trophy can't really complain too much there a hunk of bronze right um maybe the best calendar year in LSU sports and in quite a long time in terms of like overall athletics wouldn't the like like I guess would be pretty close well actually I don't know if that would be calendar year did we win the 08 or 07 that actually went into 08 championship the same year as the as baseball no I think baseball 2009 nine okay yeah um right but yes, that that's pretty cool, and yeah, we got a big day coming up on New Year's Day after the fireworks pop on New Year's Eve when LSU takes the field, and then the playoff games are to follow. So excited to talk about that and uh, lead us into the new year. Amen. So let's get down to it. Uh, so yeah, uh, a lot of good things to go over. I know you guys are really interested in our pregame analysis against Wisconsin. We're going to give it to you. Don't worry. You can stop calling and texting and messaging Tommy. We're going to, we're going to give it to you here a second. We, we just wanted to go over uh, a few things. One, um, uh, as it, you've probably heard, LSU will be without offensive coordinator, Mike Denbrock. He is now taking the same position at Notre Dame. Don't know if that was a, a big for surprise. I guess for most of it was. For us, of it was because he just signed a contract. But as you know, in college football, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a you know everything is set in stone. Uh, so he's gone. Uh, you know, we're going to have Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan as our co-offensive coordinators for the bowl game. I feel completely comfortable with that. You know, you guys feel free to speak about that specifically. Uh, I feel great in their hands because they've so far delivered uh, a. Heisman Award winner and a Bolitnikoff finalist, who I think probably should have won, but he's still a, um, a unanimous All-American. I'm happy with that as well. But they're going to be deciding our game plan against 7-5 and five Wisconsin. 
So I, I feel okay with that. But, you know, obviously we still need to find an offensive coordinator. Don't know if it would be either one of them. Uh, I think you guys could also t- talk out any prospects if you want. But I, I think we're all, us of the rest of Tiger Nation, are kind of looking like, all right, who's that going to be? We thought we'd be looking for a defensive coordinator maybe. Yeah. But now instead we are looking for one, if not both. What do you what do you guys think on on those developments? Um, I mean, I think that on the offensive coordinator front, I mean, definitely surprised um by Denbrock leaving, especially after the big the big extension. Um yeah. I do wonder I like I don't know, it's I do wonder if there's something more to the the all LSU as a program, especially with the, some of the Brian Kelly news that you see, the rumors going all around. Um, I, I I wonder. Uh, I'm not I'm not that concerned, especially for this bowl game with Joe Sloan and and uh, Cortez Hankton. You know, they I trust both of them. I think I I think it'll be actually interesting to see Sloan, who's kind of the quarterback guru, um, if he has a little bit more say in the way that the offense runs. Um, seeing him develop like a game plan for Garrett Nussmeyer. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, but I mean, just definitely disappointed to see Dimrock go. I, I, I think that the the word on the street is that it's kind of a family thing. He's got a lot, he's from the Midwest or, you know, Notre Dame's closer to his family, something like that. But I mean, he's making more money than anybody in LSU. So I don't really, I feel like it is a, it's a lateral move at best, probably a step down as far as talent goes. Right. It's strange for him to be going back to Notre Dame after coming from Cincinnati down to LSU to meet up with uh, Brian Kelly. So obviously they were pretty closely connected and obviously somebody that Brian Kelly had enjoyed having around and had performed well up to and probably above expectations leading LSU's very dynamic offense this past year. And so it is sad to see him go. I mean, it was pretty solid there. Don't really have too many complaints. Yeah. And then now the the hole is open. So um, it's kind of a bird in the hand versus one in the bush here. Really, there's there's good candidates. I mean, you've got Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan being the co-offensive coordinators for the bowl game. And so that'll be a good little audition tape for both of them, as yep. many people think it would be a good idea to kind of promote from within, especially on uh, Joe Sloan as a good possibility to take a step forward. He's obviously done really well coaching Jaden Daniels, the Heisman winner, and um, the other quarterbacks uh, in LSU's recent history. And then on the recruiting aspect, too, because he's a he's an insanely good recruiter. Right, and then that continues the continuity towards our quarterback recruits of the future, who obviously, I keep saying obviously, but LSU wants to to keep uh, down the pipeline, so uh, not, not cause any uh, disconcert among the recruits there. And we'll, we'll see what they have in store. I think LSU probably is drafting some list of outside candidates because you always want to have a backup option. I don't really have any great names to throw out at you right now, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens after the bowl game. And then like you said about the defensive coordinator with Matt House, that was the one we thought he would be packing his bags pretty much immediately after the season. And yet he's still kicking it, which is kind of, <laughs> well, we're still, you know, Brian Kelly, as he said, he's still evaluating. <laughs> And but I mean, what's what's there to say, even if we completely shut down Wisconsin just because they don't have the super dynamic offense, it's like, well, uh, he still cost us a lot during this past year. So uh, I assume they are still evaluating, as Tommy said, but it seems like more and more likely that he's going to stay for at least one more year. 
I don't know. I, I have a bad, I have a weird feeling about the staff in general with the, with the loss of Dimbrock and then the rumors. And then, like you said, with Matt house staying or not, well, not even Matt house, not nothing really being said about him. I do wonder. Right. And, and I think we all are. And just to, I mean, I, I you're, you're about to, you know, you, you're, you're dancing around the elephant in the room, Tommy. And I, I definitely want to open that up. But as far as Den Brock yeah, or uh, Matt House, yeah, like, does he not have any family in some other part of the country that, like, he and his family are missing right now? Like, is there not a job opening somewhere? Nothing against the guy personally, because obviously we don't know him. But, yeah, I mean, the defense was the bigger issue this year, not the offense. So, I, I don't know. The, yeah, the fact that he's, oh, it's family. I mean, that's... That's what anybody says that's changing jobs that maybe doesn't really want to. You know, even politicians are, oh, I'm stepping down for family reasons. You know, 75% or more of the time, that's that's not really the case. But it's just a great answer for reporters. So, I don't know. It makes you wonder. But, like I said, yeah. since we were talking about it, um, wait, did you have something? Well, it's just, yeah, right. Like the, the fam- like, the family thing is like what you fall back on. But – you just got it. You just accepted an extension from a top five power five school in the SEC, um, who has like who, who just had a Heisman Trophy winner that you you know ran the offense for, and has you know two of the top receivers in the draft, and is consistently a top ten recruiter, and then you and you accept the extension and then you leave, like a week later, two weeks later. That's where I'm like, and Scott, I think this leads into what you're about to say. Like, that's where I'm like, I think there's, there might be something else going on with this, with this program. Yeah. A little bit of unrest all the way up to the top. Potentially there's rumors swirling in the past couple of days about Michigan. Uh, If Jim Harbaugh leaves, then Brian Kelly would be probably candidate number one to move up to Ann Arbor and take that job, which and then he and they and supposedly according to Matt Muscona, he would take that job. Yeah. And I don't really blame him for that. Obviously, Michigan is one of the biggest brands in college football, and they've had a lot of success in the past couple of years. He's leaving a, a place where he's getting paid a heck of a lot of money at LSU and has extremely passionate fans, but he would get both of those things in Michigan as well, plus probably a little bit closer to his roots. Um, I think that would be disappointing if it ended up playing out like that for LSU, but Probably not catastrophic. Tommy and I were discussing this yeah. offline recently. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a weird situation, and I, I don't know. Like it's only okay. It's only year two. We had a Heisman Trophy winner in year two. We went to the SEC Championship year one. But to me, if you tell me if you told me that Brian Kelly's leaving after this bowl game, I don't necessarily feel like you know. I don't feel like we're getting our heart taken out of, you know what I mean? Like it's not, they're cut, not cutting our head off. Like I feel like we could have, we could now, I mean, Daniel, you brought up earlier, like what, who is out there, who's available to bring on as the next coach, if that happens. Um, but it, it maybe, you know, it's not as uh it's not as big of a, of a crop right now, but I think that's the only thing that it's not even really a negative. It just, it is, it's just what, what we have to all like, you know, although like, Two years ago, we didn't know Brian Kelly was on the market. Mm-hmm. So who knows what Scott Woodward is working? <laughs> right, who knows? Because we we really don't know. A lot of times this stuff goes on behind the scenes, and then we're all just surprised. But I just want to 
speak the facts in the room real quick. Yeah, rumors are swirling, but mostly just because of one or two sources. But I mean, Brian Kelly, this came up, what, weeks ago? So this came about, and Brian Kelly said, guys, this is the last stop on the Brian Kelly Express. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy here. I'm, I don't really want to go anywhere else. So does that have any weight, or do people really not trust this guy and think that something that hasn't even been mentioned yet, which would be Jim Harbaugh being hired by the Chargers, yeah. meaning there'd be a vacancy at Michigan, and then also Brian Kelly being their first choice, which if you go by the fan base, that's not really the case, but of course the fans don't make that call. But I mean, all that, like that's, that's, that's a perfect storm. Like Brian Kelly said he was fine. So, I mean, do we have reason to doubt that? Not not anything based on Notre Dame fans, I hope. No, no, for me, for me, it's just the, it's the, the Denbrock and the house situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just is, is puzzling to me. And that, and that makes me think, Okay, like like if you're if you if you do have one foot out the door, then you then and your and your friend who you who coached with you at Cincinnati and then coached with you at Notre Dame and then now coached with you at LSU gets an offer to go back to a place closer to his family or or and you kind of you kind of know you're kind of telling him, hey man, I think I'm going to Michigan next year. So if you want to take that Notre Dame job, go ahead. Like I get that. And then on the flip side with house, it's like, do you really go and fire a guy? who's been like, okay, not great. If you're not even planning on being there next year. Yeah. I'd like to put my trust in Brian Kelly and think that he's loyal and staying. But the fact that we mentioned earlier, he left. I was going to say, think about the way he left. The way he left Notre Dame. Like one day he was locked in as their head coach for 20 years. I mean, he didn't, he didn't coach there for that long, but it seemed very solid. And the next day, all the tweets were firing up that he's been hired at LSU. And we're like, wait, what? I thought we thought it, we thought it was like a, a fake graphic. Right. So, so obviously he's capable of doing a pretty drastic move. And I mean, Michigan is an even bigger one, I would say. So um, it's not unprecedented for him to just say, all right, here, here we go. We're going to take a big chance. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a couple things I'd want to mention. One, Brian Kelly had been in Notre Dame for like 10 years, so he kind of run that gauntlet. He had two shots at a national championship, came up very short. I think for him, it was worth a change. Two, like, I don't know, unless Denbrock has something specifically against Michigan, why wouldn't he go with Brian Kelly? You know, like if, if he said, yeah. hey, Denny, Denny, I might go to Michigan. He could say, ooh, the big house, Michigan, storied program. Okay. But like, why would he take a job at Notre Dame? Um, that, mm. I guess that's my thing. Because we don't we don't know yet. Like, we're, this is all still pending if Jim Harbaugh leaves, and he's he's about to sign a contract extension himself, maybe. So I, I don't know, or he just did, I should say. Uh, but it's all rumors, and we don't know, right? Yeah. Unless it's there's something that's been announced in the last much right now. thirty minutes. I don't think anything's been announced. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. One thing I will say about it, and you see this plenty, I just don't see why Denbrock is not even coaching in the bowl game because, like Notre Dame, like he's not going to coach in their bowl game. So what's the rush? You know, that's the it, stuff I don't like. It's like well, it's like the same thing. Like when they when the player enters the portal, you know what I mean? If you enter the portal before the bowl game, but you, I don't, I don't know anybody who plays. Right. I, in some ways, I kind of get it. 
Yeah, but then you had Coach O that was fired, and he still coached the rest of the season. Well, no, but he didn't coach the whole game, right? <laughs> I know he didn't, but yeah. he coached the rest of the season. So, yeah, I was like, hey, some guys are willing to put in the time, like Coach O. <laughs> well, maybe we need to bring him back and make him all coordinator. Right. If Pete Jenkins is not brought back as our defensive line coach, we need to secure Coach O <laughs> before he goes to Miami or wherever. Or wherever he, it's like a new rumor every week of like him wearing some shirt of a school. They're like, Oh, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I think he does it for clicks. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there is that. I mean, we also have uh, current players that still may stay or may go. I mean, I just, I, until there's more information, I just, I can't, I don't know how much we can uh, talk about this Brian Kelly thing and s- slap it against the fence post. But I know that Mikai Wingo is still undecided whether or not he's going to go pro. Greg Penn is returning, which is good news. Yeah. Uh, I think Charles Turner, he did declare for the senior bowl, which, you know, for uh, uh, more times than not means he is declaring. So we do have that. We also have a, a national early signing day to go over, but uh, we at least had to get those intangibles out of the way since we were not quite sure. Anything on that or the coaching search, I I, I let you speak your piece one last time. Uh, I think that's it. I guess we can do a quick recap of the early signing day, which wasn't really too much big news to, to speak of, to be honest. It's it's no. another Brian Kelly. It's a patented Brian Kelly signing day where we have a if we have a very a solid class, no sparks, no huge, um, you know, huge like flips or anything like that. Um, no, uh, for, all four or against no five stars, right? Yeah. yeah, we we signed 27 guys on the first day and then added a, a 28th on day three. And Cohen Eccles, uh, another offensive lineman, so that O line class is still looking really good. Yeah, but so 28 guys is, is obviously more than the normal 25. And with all the guys returning plus transfers, LSU's got to pair their lineup probably quite a bit to get to the 85 scholarship athletes. Uh, in terms of people getting demoted to walk-ons or whatever, but we didn't have any people flip away, which is the first time that hasn't happened in a number of years. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, and then the other kind of semi news was that uh, Dominic McKinley, the number one D tackle and recruit in Louisiana, who was supposed to sign with A&M chose not to sign. And he's deferred to the um, actual signing day in, in February. February yeah. So LSU certainly LSU still lives. still on the table there, and that would be a good feather in the cap for this class uh, down the road. But um, so I think good, not great class for Brian Kelly. And yeah, like Tommy said, it's is his normal thing where it's not super flashy. Uh, hopefully, good depth guys, but would like to see a little bit more top top level talent in line with Georgia or Bama or even Texas now uh, to to keep pace with the Joneses. I mean, he you know it doesn't feel like he. Well, now he's doing he's doing what he said he was going to do. He is he is. We're having the over the past like three years, we've had the best like uh, offensive line recruiting classes that LSU's maybe ever had, as far as five star you know five star four star talent at all positions of the offensive line. Um, I think you can you know say that's a good a, a, a strong reason why Jaden has been as successful as he has. I mean, he had a pretty solid line this year. Um, but it just doesn't, you're right. It doesn't feel like we've had, like, we just don't, we don't, it feels like we don't get the skill players we used to. Yeah. Cause you always want to like tune in to 
ESPN or whatever channel and they're doing the big decision. They got the hats on the table and it's that like top, top running back or wide receiver. You're like, Ooh, he, he might be coming to LSU. Yeah. And it's like LSU, Alabama and like USC, USC, on the Texas table. or something. And he, like he's that. hovering. And then he's like, I'm, I'm going down to the Bayou yeah. and he puts on LSU, but that hasn't really happened in the last year. And so uh, I think that that's why people are a little bit more down because there's no guys really get super hyped up about. Yeah. That's true. Because obviously offensive and defensive lines is kind of what you build your team around in the trenches, especially in the SEC. But you need some playmaker, somebody who's going to score some points for you and electrify an offense. And Now, the argu- I think that what some people might say is, uh, you know what, Louisiana is so rich with skill player talent that – you know, we can find, but we can find a three star you've never even heard of off the side of the road in Karen Crow or in Bastrop or you know somewhere somewhere kind of Manny somewhere out in the middle of nowhere in Louisiana that's un, just really underrated and he can catch the ball and do great. We need to get that. We need to really get that offensive line talent. Mm-hmm. Which I, I mean, fair enough. I don't know if, if maybe this that's how you build this team. If if that's going to build a winner, um, you know, more power to him. But it's definitely an adjustment, I think, for LSU fans that have been used to, like Daniel said, the huge, ta- you know, hats on the table thing. Right. Uh, yeah, we're departing from that. But I mean, it's also in the the world of the transfer portal, where mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, early signing days behind us, and we got everybody, which is great. Like you said, never that's never happened. Uh, no five stars. I mean, we do get some some high school record setters and. Louisiana, including Juwan Johnson, which, you know, hopefully he can help shore up DBU, uh, you know, as soon as he gets to campus. But uh, I would say all in all, great signing day. Like you said, uh, there weren't any big flips. That doesn't, it didn't work in our favor, but it didn't, definitely didn't work against us. We got some flips uh, already uh, in the recruiting and the transfer portal recently. So we're, we're, we're okay, folks. I think we're okay as long as the positions of need turn out to be uh, useful for us because we just got to build depth. You know, like I said, uh, it's Brian Kelly's starting year three. Uh, there's there's no more excuses for, oh, he took over depleted roster, only 35 scholarships or whatever. Yeah, that, that worked fine for the first year or two, but I think now we're in the thick of it. So yeah, uh, it's let, let's see what we got. I don't care if we don't get five stars if we're playing in New Year's Six Bowls or better. So, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you know, but it'd be nice to have both. <laughs> yes, it would. And I, I know we will. But um, I, I do think that what Brian Kelly is working towards, which he's shown in the portal, is whether or not it's recruits from Louisiana, but it's also just getting players to come back. He, he wants to put a fence around Louisiana. So if we take not even a step back, like a, a quarter step back and just sign some good local talent and get some good transfers to come back. Maybe that can create uh, an atmosphere where some five stars will want to stay in state. And now we're talking like what early to mid less miles years where with those, we had those top or near top recruiting classes where we were keeping those guys in state. That's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? Y'all want to talk about bowl game? Yeah. Might as well. This Relia Quest Bowl game uh, that's going to be on Monday the 1st, 1 Eastern, 12 Central, against 7 and 5 Wisconsin. Who you got? I mean, I haven't checked to see what the over under is quite yet. I imagine it's in LSU's favor. 
Yes, it's uh, LSU's favorite by 10 points. So Ooh, with a backup quarterback, too. Pretty solid margin there with the over-under set at 55 and a half. So uh, Vegas is saying, what, 33-23 LSU. Um, and I think that's pretty reasonable. Wisconsin, they're an okay team. They play a different style of ball than LSU. Um, our best player, best player in the country, Jade Daniels, not playing in the bowl game, certainly disappointing, but understandable for him. Wish he was out there, but we do get our other playmakers in Malik, Dan- Malik Daniels. Uh, Malik Daniels, <laughs> for however long they're on the field, Malik Neighbors may just try and kind of chase his yardage mark and then sit on the bench, but at least hopefully he'll be out there for a little bit. And like we discussed last week, kind of an audition for some of the other players to fill the shoes of those not there, like Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, I think LSU is going to have a good showing in Tampa. That's closer to home for us. I would assume that there's going to be more LSU fans there than Wisconsin. Last year when I was at the LSU Bowl against Purdue in Orlando, it was like 95% LSU fans and 5% Purdue. Uh, So we, we do travel pretty well. And I think we win it maybe not as convincingly as, as we would hope just because our defense isn't that great. We're going to give up some points. Yes. And our offense without Jaden Daniels is neutered just a little bit. Uh, might be jumping in a bit early with the score prediction, but maybe something like 27, uh, 23 LSU close, but uh, all right. And at least revenge for the last time we played in Wisconsin, which was kind of a beat down the first game of the year in 2016. 17 at Lambeau, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. It was oh. just disappointing. That was the that was when Brandon Harris was quarterback. And that was Leonard's last year, right? He, yeah. And it yeah. wasn't yeah, it just didn't start out like that game was just a dud, which turned into the season dud. So anyway. Um Okay, so you're hedging you're hedging LSU's bets based up because it is Nuss and not Jaden. I don't know. I think uh, with uh, Sloan and Hankton making our game plan because it's basically the uh, the battery working together, the the quarterback working with the receivers, quarterback coach with the receivers coach on. Hey, what can what can our guys do? This is who we got. This what can we do? I think they're going to be fine. It just depends as, you know, as long as everyone's healthy and stays intact for the goal, goal game, which it looks like they are. Um, uh, you know, I, I think we can develop a game plan in Wisconsin. They went seven and five this year. I don't think their defense has been as tough as it has been in years past. So I think that can be in our favor. We don't have Jaden, but, uh, uh, you know, Ness has definitely shown himself to be very capable. So if they make a game plan that's just been with him and he's been taking all the first team snaps with these guys. Yeah. I mean, I got to think positive. Uh, of course it does come down to our defense, right? Um, I would say if LSU's offense, it's not going to score the average because we were averaging, you know, plus 40 points a game. I'll say LSU, maybe 38 points. Because I, I feel like we would have some defensive surprise or maybe a special team surprise or something. Uh, 38, uh, I'll still give Wisconsin credit. And our defense is still suspect. So I'll, I'll go with the 23, whoever tossed that out there. I'll go with 38 to 23. Tigers. Yeah, I, I kind of see it the same way, Scott. I think that I think Nussmeyer will play well. I think he'll have a, a, a big day and, you know, hopefully has like a coming out party. Um, 
they Wisconsin's bringing back a like a veteran quarterback. When I looked it up, I was like, I remember this guy Tanner Mordecai. Mm-hmm. He's been there for at least like four or five years, right? Well, he was at a different school. He transferred in. He was with um I'm blanking before because that Graham Mertz who went to Florida, uh, and Mordecai was somewhere else. Was he at Miami? Could be, but yeah, but he's definitely got experience. Yeah. Although Miami or Miami, Wisconsin is without their best player running back Braylon Allen, who's kind of been their bell cow back, and he's already opted out for the game, as well as their second leading rusher is injured. So um Wisconsin's certainly depleted as well, because both our teams are not having their best player, which is not a great look for the bowl game, but it kind of is what it is these days. And that's college football in 2023. I mean, like we said it, it's it's basically a uh it's like a spring game oh wait okay so he was at oklahoma his first season was in 2018 he was at oklahoma then smu then wisconsin i remember okay you're right so smu is where i remember him at yeah he was part of um they had a pretty good offense there they had a very good offense wasn't he part he would have been with sunny um sunny dykes before going to tcu yeah so um i mean i i think i think he could be somebody who might be able to exploit our very very poor defense um but I, I don't think they have the talent to keep up with us. Uh, I think that especially with Malik and Brian Thomas both playing for however long they play, I think that, I mean, I think Malik will probably have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, one of them will probably have a touchdown just because when you have this, the two wide receivers in the country pretty much on the field, they're going to make plays regardless. Um, so I think I, I see it as like LSU 42, um, Wisconsin, like 21, something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe 28. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause even if Malik neighbors and Brian Thomas do take a seat after a little while, then we could see uh, maybe a preview of next year with guys like Aaron Anderson and Chris Hill, Chris Hilton, Kyron Lacey wide receiver one. That's kotton kind of dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so we can catch one. Yeah. Take a step forward. And, and is there a bit of a, a bit of pop there? And then running backs, we hadn't really discussed that. Cause I don't even really know who's playing in this game. To be honest, the running backs has been strange. Logan Diggs, kind of a Diggs has, has a mystery injury. injury. Um, Josh Williams hasn't seen the field much either. And so uh, who knows, especially with Jaden Daniels, because we were relying on his legs much more. So it could be none of the above, none of the above and just some random. Maybe, maybe it's Trey Holly. And yeah. that's somebody who uh, Caleb, very... Caleb Jackson as well. Although there are, I guess both of them have played enough. I'm not sure on the red shirt status because uh, um, that does count. But I think Caleb Jackson's already played in more than four. I think, yeah, I think his shirt's burned. Trey Holly might not be able to play. Oh, <laughs> uh, his shirt. Yeah. But either way, uh, I think we're all in agreement here that LSU is favored with good reason, and hopefully it'll be a good end of this season and good start to 2024. Yeah, make it get, cap it off with this 10-win season, you know, and we can go in, recruit off of it, make it fun, make it a fun game to watch, um, and hopefully by that point we'll we'll have new offensive and defensive coordinators or, or at least a new offensive coordinator or, or something picked out. Maybe it's maybe it is like Daniel said, uh, promoting Sloan or promoting Hankton, but um, you know, let's let's just uh, cap it off with a win. And then they got the bit, the heavy hitters come following after that on New Year's Day. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, yeah, I just I just saw an ad for uh, it was actually for Ohio State and Missouri, which I think will be a better game than people suspect. Uh, Missouri, Missouri has been pretty tough. I, I like Missouri in that game, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know who Ohio State's going to have, you know, managing their offense, but I would say 
It's not Kyle McCord because I saw him on the sidelines of the Syracuse game the other night. Oh, <laughs> he's already there. Yeah, and that game, like they were in it for like a hot second, then it was just turnover after turnover. It was, it was, ooh, that was ugly. Yeah. Um. Oh well. Well, that's all right. He, he'll change that next year, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but anything else, guys? Because I feel like we've the only thing I didn't say that I wanted to mention is. This game will be on Monday, December 31st, or excuse me, sorry, Monday, January 1st. Uh, But if ever I was in, you know, if ever there was a package deal for people from Louisiana to go to Florida, this would have been the weekend. The day before, in the exact same stadium, you could watch the Saints take on the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. With playoffs on the line, no less. In, a, in an important, yeah, an important game for the Saints. Yeah. So, like, if anywhere I could see, guys, when could you ever see? Think about this. When could you ever see the Saints and the Tigers play football in the same stadium in the same twenty-four hour period outside of the state of Louisiana? Well, in, in wow. any stadium, really, but outside of the state of Louisiana, it's like this is the perfect package yeah. deal. If there ever was one, holiday weekend? Are you kidding me? Has anyone jumped on this? Is there anything like this in existence? I think it's probably too late for talking ticks to brand something with that. But yeah, it somebody should have. It, it, the only the only way you can make it cooler is if it was the Sugar Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Which like that could be that would be really cool. The Saints are playing like on a Sunday at home, and then you go to the Sugar yeah. Bowl the next day. I yeah. think the first time when the Saints and the LSU played back to back on the same field, that was a hurricane. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, and they played at LSU, and the Saints came to, to Baton Rouge. So. Yeah, that was kind of a not so cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. sad to be a fact. Um, but what I was kind of alluding to with the heavy hitters earlier was that they got the college football playoff games following LSU on New Year's Day, Michigan versus Alabama, and then Washington versus Texas. Where do we uh, where do we stand on those? Who do we think is coming out ahead in the semifinals? I, I think I think Bama wins. I think Bama wins the national championship. Uh, so I pick, I pick four over a four over one. Um, Texas Washington. Mm, you know what? I, I think I, I I probably would pick. I think I'd pick Texas. I like I, and I like the idea of Texas take uh, Texas Alabama kind of having a rematch of two thousand eight. Back back when the you know the Saban dynasty really started, kind of going back to where it started. Um, where where's the where's the title game being played? The championship game is in Houston at NRG Stadium on January eighth. Uh, interesting. So that's something. What? That's, yeah, but that's a weird. What bowl game is that? It's not even a bowl game. Yeah, you know, you do the New Year's Six games with the semifinals. The championship is it's like it's its own thing. It's uh, not like the national championship Rose Bowl. Yeah, I guess they used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. that's Alabama and uh, Michigan. The current odds are Michigan minus two, so Bama not favored for the first time in probably a good while, except against maybe Georgia. And then Texas minus four and a half, so uh, pretty strong support for the Longhorns. Uh, I do agree. I think Bama is going to technically upset Michigan. They just got something to prove. Uh, and and Nick will get it done, but I, I think I'm I'm riding with Washington on the other one. They undefeated all season. Obviously, they had some close calls, but pretty battle tested. And I, I was high on Washington going into the season, and uh, I'll stick with them now. So uh, I think that's a 
good look for the Pac-12 after they haven't had a whole lot of success in the playoff over a number of years. I guess same for the Big 12, so this would be a, a nice one for either either conference, although Texas is both, leading. Both teams leading. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I can agree with both of you guys uh, as far as the Rose Bowl. I, I feel like Michigan does have a chance here, and I, I feel like they, for once, maybe do have a strong enough offense and defense to do it. The point is, is that's who I would favor and would want to win just for the sake of the playoff. If you're saying, Scott, you got $100 to put on it. Who are you putting it on? I'm, all right, well, I got to go with Bama. I would never vote against him or them or Nick Saban, you know, just look at the across the spread and it's it's Saban and just about every time. So now as far as Washington and Texas, I don't know. I, I mean, I hear what Daniel's saying, but I think it's because they haven't had anything recently them or any anybody else in the pac 12 um i, I want to side with texas although just there's a couple of games this year i mean i know they beat bama but there's a couple of game, games where it, it didn't look like the team that beat bama so that's why i feel yeah. like washington could probably take this one uh i don't know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm leaving it at a pick them i'm leaving it at a pick them yeah, Washington's been close in a number of games, especially later in the season. Obviously, they beat Oregon by three points both times. It was close in the Apple Cup versus Washington State. Yep. Uh, and then I think against they had a run in with Utah, right? Yeah, that, that one was tight as well. And then they always found a way to win. So Texas, their only loss was against Oklahoma, kind of bad fashion. Bad loss yeah. in, the, in the Red River rivalry, but they've been playing very good football lately. Um, the the media probably they need to see that Bama versus Texas rematch oh, in the national championship. They're they're cheering them on. Man, you know if that if that comes up, the first thing they'll start showing is Colt McCoy, Jordan Shipley, Mark Noodle Hino, Arm. Yeah, all those. Yeah, what what with Colt went down? What happens if Colt doesn't go down? All that. Um, but I, you know, I I think also something you cannot we can, we cannot fail to mention. Jalen Milrow is under center for Alabama and he's on a mission now since, since that iron bowl, he's been a different player. I mean, I'm telling you still trying to get the Heisman. Yeah. He's still, he's still (laughs) trying to get the Heisman and he might, he might end up with it. They might have to take it back and give it to him. No, no, Um, I'm sorry. I think, uh, I I think, I think he's going to be too much for, uh, and well, both him and now Bama has actually has a, a wide receiver one in Burton. Is like for for the most of the season they really didn't have a solid wide receiver, but Burton's kind of coming to his own. I think they're going to be too much for Michigan. One thing I am happy about is that we do have, I would say, two good semifinal matchups. Oh which, yeah, which doesn't happen every year. Sometimes you get one where it's just one team is very outmatched. Like I guess Cincinnati a couple of years ago, they they played okay. Uh, but you think back to like early days in the playoff, like Michigan State getting blown out. Yeah, Washington getting thrashed. I think by Alabama. Yep. Some like those. I mean, LSU versus LSU Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, although the other matchup, Clemson versus Ohio State, was actually that was a legendary game. game. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we don't know obviously until the games are played. But if uh, if we get at least one close game, I'll be happy. But I think there's a good chance for two, which I mean, is good for the fans. Agree. Right. Right. Any other bowl games that we will not cover before our next pod? That uh, <clears throat> like I don't know. I think. Uh, I think George is going to take it to FSU and they're going to be sorry. All right. Well, yeah, I guess maybe we didn't need to be in the playoff after all. Yeah. I mean, you know, from what I heard, 30% of FSU's roster has, uh, has opted out. Yeah. They pretty much called it quits a lot of the way. What? Why would you do that? 
I don't know. I don't understand that. Oh yeah, I see BJ Daniels on the sideline holding a clipboard with glasses on. He's not. He's not playing today. Uh, got it. Uh, but still, it's like I don't understand that unless you just unless there was some other motivation for you. Like why would you, like why would you stop now? Because they're just. I don't know. It's the that's, it's that's a culture side effect of the playoff. Like because when when you kind of make when you made the playoff, you kind of said that these are the only games that matter. So if they don't matter, then why play? Mm-hmm. That's right. what they're that's what thinking is. I think yeah. that's probably the game with the most intrigue and probably the, the most talent. Uh, some other ones, like you mentioned, the Cotton Bowl, Ohio State versus Missouri. That would be a big win for the SEC if a Mizzou team that was not ranked basically at all going into the season takes down preseason national championship contender Ohio State. Uh, and then, I'd ride with drink. Let's mm-hmm. let's do it. <laughs> right. And then uh, another one in a similar vein is Ole Miss versus Penn State, which I think Ole Miss could win. And I don't know how long it's been since they won a, a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, yeah. Probably, a, oh, they went to a Sugar Bowl. Gosh. But, but did they win? Was that with Eli or uh, somebody else? Didn't, didn't they go with like a Bo Wallace or something? Yeah, but Ole Miss, they, they've got the number one portal class. Uh, Lane Kiffin, the portal king, is at it again. And if they get a, a Cotton Bowl win over Penn State, that'll be a lot of momentum going into next year. And you could even have talks of Ole Miss being a national championship contender, which is not something that's been in the conversation since, I guess, 2014 when they were atop the, the playoff rankings for number two. Even, even, um, even, uh, I mean, they're they're basically if they keep this up, they're in the playoff next year. When we're thinking about a twelve-team playoff now. Uh huh. Well, but oh, hold on. If we're going on rumors and Harbaugh leaves and then Kelly takes his spot, the guys. What I heard was that Kiffin would go to LSU. So there goes that idea. Portal King to LSU. Exactly. Huh. Why? Yeah, would he that not? has been strongly rumored, and I don't know if that's a good hire. I think it would be good for Kiffin in his career, although he's got a, a pretty decent spot at Ole Miss, given expectations and, and how he's managed them, and uh, his vibe just got through gels well. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, it fits Ole Miss. It doesn't fit LSU. Isn't he like dating a girl at Ole Miss. <laughs> he's dating. I knew knew one every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Well. Well, it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out uh, because, you know, if we know anything, it's that the the coaching carousel does not change anytime soon. Uh, it's going to go well into after bowl season, maybe even, the, you know, the, the true signing day. We'll see. We're definitely going to have it for you here on Talking Tigs. One thing I did want to mention, uh, LSU men's basketball did have uh, another win this week. It's worth crediting. Anyone is. Uh, they beat <clears throat> Lamar 87 to 66, were in control the whole game, had a really good time. I mean, I got to see uh, Jalen Cook ball out. That was awesome. Uh, LSU brought it to him on the home court, which is great. Uh, Lady Tigers are still sitting nice in the top 10. Just wanted to mention that. Did you guys have anything to add? No, other than SEC play starts in the new year. So, uh, Battles coming for both men and women. Uh, more hope for the women than the men. But like you said, Jalen Cook, I guess our best player is actually allowed to play now. So that's glad to see. So maybe Mavic Man can find a few diamonds in the rough and spoil somebody else's season. We're not not March Madness bound. I don't think under any circumstances. But at least if he if he can put something watchable out there on the court, then yeah, that's, just make that's it fun. Sense. The only thing, the only the only basketball take I have is that uh, it's not even an LSU take, but. 
I've been following McNeese and their social media a lot, and it really makes me wish we had Will Wade. Yeah, he made his big dramatic comeback. Um, they were doing all sorts of social media posts, and uh, their team has actually been playing pretty well. So uh, the the Will Wade train is, is alive. Gonna, they beat Charles. somebody. That they like probably they beat some like somewhat big name that they probably shouldn't have beat. Forget who, but um, yeah, Will not, Wade's not UL, or excuse me, ULL without that extra L. They might have. I don't know. Well, you were mentioning uh, their their social media game. Well, that was I think that was the one that kicked it off. Was uh, right after Will Wade was you know eligible to coach, uh, they beat ULL, and their post was here's that extra L y'all always. Oh, that's actually funny. Or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. So his first game was Southern Miss. They beat them bad, and then yeah, then there was UL, and then they'll play Michigan. What's going on? Battle of the Yellow M logo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, unless y'all had something else to to sprinkle on top, I think that might be the gumbo this week. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. I'm so, so to all a good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, good to see y'all again together. You know, hopefully another day we can all do it again soon. But uh, happy to record with you as always. And um, just wanted to to say from all this here talking to us everyone a happy new year and uh we will have all the game analysis lsu and otherwise uh for you next week after uh new year's day well you know date date to be decided but uh, i know you folks will be with us to to catch up so until then hope everyone has a great new year's stay safe stay tuned and we will talk to you next time in the next year, right here on Talking Ticks.